You are welcome to this morning's anointing service. Amen. I stand on behalf of my father and I especially welcome all of you to this month of May. Today happens to be the first Sunday of the month of May. And if we are gathered here this morning, we are privileged to be here this morning, then it is by the doing of the Lord. It is by the grace of God. It is by His mercies and the love that He has for us. That is why you and I have seen this day. Because if the Lord had not been on our side, where would we have been if the Lord had not been on our side? It is by His goodness. It is by His mercies and His love. And so on behalf of my father this morning, once again, I welcome all of you for being here this morning. And we pray that by the time we leave here, the Holy Spirit would have done something new in your life. Amen. Close your eyes as we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you this morning. We bless you, Lord. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness. That we are gathered here this morning, not unto man, but we are gathered unto you. That we are gathered under your feet this morning to receive your word. The engrafted word of God that brings salvation, that brings healing, that brings deliverance, that brings rebuke and correction, that brings edification to our spirit and our souls. We thank you this morning. We thank you for your love. We thank you for the extension of your mercy towards us. We thank you for your goodness that you have shown us. In the name of Jesus, we are gathered here this morning, O Lord, to receive your word. And therefore, Lord, our hearts are open to receive your word with all meekness of heart. And we lift ourselves before you this morning that anything that shall be a distraction to us for receiving your word this morning, Father, we pray that it be taken away from our lives. And may we receive your word with all gladness. And as your word comes, O Lord, May it bring edification unto our souls. May it bring correction to us. May it bring rebuke to us. May it bring deliverance and healing unto our bodies. And may it bring blessings unto our beings. In the name of Jesus Christ. And now Lord, I lift your children who are gathered here this morning to hear your word before you, O Lord. And I pray for them that your spirit will take charge and take control. Over the spirit, over their spirit, their souls and their bodies. In the name of Jesus Christ. And anything that shall be a, a hindrance, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And I pray that only your word shall stand tall in their lives this morning. In the name of Jesus. Bless your children this morning. Bless them with your word. Bless them with your word, O Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Let me hear you shout a big amen. Amen. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? This is the only place that you should be happy being. There is no other place that you can be happy except in the house of the Lord. For in the presence of the Lord there is the fullness of joy and at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. This morning our Father has given us a special word by the Spirit of the Lord. And that is what we are going to be talking about this morning. 
Last week we were talking about the spirit of wisdom. We spoke extensively on the spirit of wisdom and why we need the spirit of wisdom and how the spirit of wisdom manifests in our lives. And one of the manifestations of the spirit of wisdom in our lives is that we have the wisdom to win souls. We have the wisdom to evangelize. We have the wisdom to witness about the Lord Jesus Christ. And that leads us to this morning's topic, the wisdom of soul winning. The wisdom of soul winning. Amen. Jesus Christ, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 61 from the verse 1, it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor and the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and to opening the opening of the prison. To them that are bound. He said to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all that mourn. And so this is the reason why we have received the spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord is upon you and I. So that we may preach the good news to the poor. So that we may bind the broken hearted. The spirit of the Lord is upon us. Not so we could do well in our businesses. Yes, it counts. But primarily, the Spirit of the Lord is upon us so that we may preach the good news. So that we may witness of the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Praise Him. So our objective for this morning's service, Wisdom for Soul Winning, is that by the time we leave here, we have an understanding of the purpose or reason for soul winning and that we, have, we understand the profit or benefit of soul winning and also understand the practice, how to practice soul winning. Amen. John chapter 15 verse 16. John chapter 15 verse 16. Let us look at something in John chapter 15 verse 16. It says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you, that you should go and bring forth fruit, that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. He said, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. God has chosen you. The Lord has chosen you. And it is not you that chose him. He has chosen you and ordained you that you may go and bring forth fruit. It says, he that does not bear fruit. He said, he, the father cuts away. But he that bears fruit, he prunes that he may bring forth more fruit. 
Amen. Mark chapter 16 from verse 15 to 20. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then, after the Lord has spoken unto them, he was received into the heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord making with them, the Lord working with them, and confirming the word with signs following them. He says, Go ye therefore and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. Be on your feet and lift up your hands. Be on your feet and lift up your hands towards heaven. Close your eyes wherever you are and lift up your hands towards heaven. And say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, my heart, my heart is open, is open to receive your word. To receive your word. Every confusion in my mind this morning. Every confusion in my mind this morning. Every sorrow in my heart this morning. Every sorrow in my heart this morning. As your word comes to me. As your word comes to me. Let me receive clarity of mind. Let me receive clarity of mind. And let your peace reign in my heart. And let your peace reign in my heart. Let your peace reign in my heart. Let your peace reign in my heart. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every trouble in my heart. Every trouble in my heart. The peace of God, the peace of God is reigning in my heart this morning. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say it once again. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. As I hear your word this morning. Hear your word this morning. Every trouble in my heart. Every trouble in my heart. And every confusion in my mind. And every confusion in my mind. The peace of the Lord. The peace of the Lord is reigning in my heart. It's reigning in my heart. It's reigning in my heart. It's reigning in my heart. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together. And have your seats. By way of introduction. So winning is very critical aspect of a dedicated Christian life. And it is the bedrock upon which the, the church was established. It is the bedrock upon which the then apostolic church, apostolic Christianity, and by the apostles, Established and built the church. Let us look at the life of Paul. He won souls. He was an evangelist. He won souls so much that he cursed himself and said, Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. He says, Woe is me. If I preach not the gospel. Why? Because he said necessity is laid upon me. 
Necessity is laid upon me. First Corinthians chapter nine verse sixteen. It said, For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory about, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. This is how Paul considered his life. Say, and a Paul who on one that he be cursed if he preaches not the gospel. Says, woe is me. Woe betides me if I preach not the gospel. Because he saw that it is in the preaching of the gospel that those that are lost, precious souls, are saved. And that without the preaching of the gospel, there is no salvation. And so he says, Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. And he was talking to Timothy. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2 to 5, he says, Preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. He says, Rebuke, reprove, exhort with all long suffering. In other words, with all patience and doctrine. For the time will come when they will endure, when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. He said, But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof. Of thy ministry. Please put the scripture a verse after the other on the screen. These are very small. We can't see. It says, Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. It says, Convince, rebuke, exalt with long suffering and teaching. Preach the word. It says, For the time is coming. And that is the time in which we are. That men and women no longer heed to sound doctrine. But that they run to where they hear what they want to hear. They run after the lust of their own hearts. And what tickles their ears. That is what they want to hear. And wherever those messages are given. They are happy to go there. But where they are being taught. The fundamentals. The reason for Christianity. They will not stay. Because it's too hard for them. The Bible says wisdom is too high for the fool. Because he cannot comprehend it. But you, because of the wisdom that you have received, the spirit of wisdom that has come upon you, you have understanding. And so you are ready to receive the word of God. Amen. Amen. 
The question is why is so winning a necessity? Why must we win souls at all? Is it necessary? Is it important? Why? One. The salvation of souls is the priority of God. Ezekiel chapter 3 verse 11 to 12. It is God's priority that souls be saved. Ezekiel chapter 3 verse 11 to 12. It says, And go, get thee to them of the captivity, unto the children of thy people, and speak unto them, and tell them, that says the Lord God, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear. Then the Spirit took me up, and I heard behind me a voice of a great rushing, saying, Blessed be the glory of the Lord from this place. He says, Go, I say, Go, and get to them of the captivity. Them that are in captivity, say, Go to them. That is why he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me. To preach the gospel to the poor. To them that are in captivity. And bind the broken hearted. The Lord's priority is about the salvation of souls. And in 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9. It says the Lord is not slack. Concerning his promise. As men count slackness. But is suffering to us, Lord, not willing that any soul should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The Lord is not slack when it comes to his promise. As men will see that the Lord is waiting too much. But he said, He does not wish that any soul should perish. He is not willing that any soul should perish. But that every soul should come to repentance. It is the preeminent priority of God that every soul. That is why Jesus said, I must do the works of him that sent me. As long as it is day. Because the night is coming where no man can work. And so as long as it is called day, I must do the work of him that sent me. It is the priority of God. That is why he sent his only begotten son. Jesus Christ. He says, for God so loved the world. That he sent his only begotten son. That whosoever. Whosoever. Not selected few. But whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
This tells you how dear souls are to God. And not only did he send his holy son, but he sent his holy spirit. Because souls are important and so dear to him. It is his heartbeat. And so that is why he has committed everything to it. That he gave his only son. That souls may be saved. He sent his Holy Spirit. That he will enable us. To say so. This should tell you. How important the subject of soul winning is to God. And that it is the priority of God. Number one God's. God's number one priority that souls be saved. If for souls he sent his only son who came to suffer for sinners who came to bear the sins of men the Bible says the iniquities of men were laid upon him. Bible says, he was bruised for our iniquities. And he was wounded for our transgression. And the iniquities of us all were placed on him. Were placed on him. He saw this and he said, Father. I wish this cup will pass me by. But not my will. But thy will be done. He saw the pain he was going to endure. Because of souls of men. He tells you how important souls are to God. And he also sent his Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He said, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem Jerusalem, in all Judea and and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Because God wants every soul in every part of the world to be saved. He sent his Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Number two. The salvation of souls is a trigger for joy in heaven. There is nowhere in the Bible where he says ah, when, the, say, when the cripple walks when the blind sees when the deaf hears when the dumb speaks heaven rejoices but he says there is rejoicing in heaven when a single sinner repents when a soul receives Jesus Christ, there is great joy in heaven. Luke chapter 15, verse 10. He said, Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented. 
He said, even if one sinner repents, it brings joy to heaven. It brings joy to the presence of the angels. And you see, when through your activities, of soul winning, heaven rejoices. There is no way you can be in sorrow. There is no way you can be unhappy. Because in Galatians chapter 6 verse 7, the Bible says, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. He said, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. So you cannot be sowing joy in heaven and not reap joy here on earth. And so your joy here on earth is linked to your soul winning. Because as you win a soul and heaven rejoices, it is a seed of joy you are sowing in heaven. And you will equally reap that joy here on earth. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. And so your soul winning triggers joy in heaven. And once you trigger that joy in heaven, you will also be filled with joy. Three, the salvation of souls is the rewarding of the travails of our master. When the Lord Jesus is up there, and he considers as he sees us winning souls, then he says, yes. Or say, ah, I'm pa. My suffering was not in vain. He said, he shall see his travail. The travailing of his soul. And he shall be satisfied. Isaiah 53 verse 11. He shall see the travail of his soul. And he shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. For he shall bear their iniquities. We bring satisfaction to the master when we win souls. So that the suffering that he suffered will not be in vain. The tons of crown that he wore, the nails that were put into his palms, the spear that was thrust into his side. When he considers all this, the travailing of his soul, the Bible says he shall be satisfied. Bible because of our soul winning. Because he sees that he did not suffer in vain. He did not, he did not receive the flogging in vain. But that the pains he went through. He sees it and rejoices. That he came to suffer that pain so that souls may be saved. And so when he sees souls being saved, he is satisfied. Amen. Amen. Number four. 
the salvation of souls is the rescue of multitudes from the torment of hell fire. Hear me. Hear me. Believe it or not, there is heaven and there is hell. Irrespective of whatever whoever says, whether someone believes it or not, it does not invalidate the existence of heaven and hell. There is hell and there is heaven. Amen. Amen. And so when we are winning souls, what we are doing is that we are saving multitudes from going to suffer in hellfire. Hell was not primarily made for humans. It was made for the devil, Satan and his angels. But if one chooses to follow him, there he shall go. But Bible says God is not willing that any soul should perish but that every soul will come to repent. God is not willing to see men walk the path of destruction. He said, broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many are they that walk therein. And he says, narrow is the path. Narrow is the path that leads to eternal life. And few are them that journey that path. And so when we win souls, it rescues multitudes from going to hell. That is why when Jesus Christ lifted up his eyes and he saw the multitude, the Bible says he was moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion. Because when he saw them, saw them as sheep without shepherds. They were scattered with no direction. And they were on the path of destruction. And so he had compassion on them. And that is the same mission that he has committed to us. The Bible says he has committed to us the the ministry, the commission of reconciling men back to himself. That God himself was in the world in Jesus Christ reconciling men to himself not counting their sins against them and he has committed this ministry into our hands of reconciling men back to himself he wants us to rescue the multitude that are on the path of destruction multitudes on the path of destruction. Tomorrow, Monday is a holiday. Tuesday is equally a holiday. To know that yes, indeed, there are multitudes that are on the path of destruction. Go out to the beaches tomorrow and Tuesday. Go to the parks. And you will know that yes, there are multitudes. But despite this all, 
He has sent us. Nyami asuma menewo. He has sent us. Asuma yen to go and rescue them. Sayen kwajewo. That is why we must win so. Enunti nesese ye chi akra. So winning is very essential, very important to God. Akra chi enu ye nyankopon ye papa papa because it is the time that souls are rescued from going to hell. Some 9 verse 17. Enyom enkron nchichemu dunson. It says the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. It says the wicked shall be turned to hell and all the nations that forget God. Ose na boniafo obesani akọ asamando all nations that forget God says they will be turned to hell and so as I was telling you whether you believe that there is hell or not whether you believe that there is heaven or not does not invalidate the existence of heaven and hell and how can you be a Christian and not believe in the existence of heaven and hell Heaven is real. Heaven Likewise, hell is real. Matthew chapter 25, verse 41. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire. Prepared for the devil and his angels. So hell fire was not prepared for human beings. It was prepared for the devil and his angels. But he that does not receive the Son of God and does not believe on him, that shall be his portion. And so there is hell fire awaiting the wicked and all the nations that forget God. Heaven is real. Hell is real. And it's been prepared. The Bible says hell is enlarging its mouth. And many are thronging into it. Says hell is expanding. It's expanding every now and then. Because many are those that are on that path. Five. The salvation of multitudes brings honor to the Almighty. It brings honor to God. When multitudes are saved, when we place an altar call and people willingly step forward to give their lives to Christ it brings honor to God and it causes joy in heaven it says in the multitude of the people is the king's honor but in the want of people is the destruction of the prince Proverbs chapter 14 verse 28 in the multitude of the people is the honor of the king. And so, 
in our multitude gathered here is the honor of the Lord. Our gathering brings honor to God. It brings honor to God. Amen. Amen. So we are looking at why soul winning is necessary. And we said that one, it is the priority of God that souls be saved. The salvation of souls is the priority of God. That he is not willing that any soul should perish. But every soul and that it is the preeminent priority of God. His number one priority. To the extent that he sent his only begotten son into the world. The world of sinners to come and die for every sin soul. Every soul and he equally sent his Holy Spirit to come and convict every soul. He says, when the Holy Spirit shall come, he said, he shall convict them of sin. He will convict you of your sins. And we also said that it is important to God because the salvation of souls is a trigger of joy in heaven. That any time a soul repents, it causes joy in heaven. And that if you are the reason for which joy is created in heaven, there is no way you will not have joy here on earth. For the Bible says, whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. Say, be not deceived. God can never be mocked. Whatever a soul, whatever man sows, that shall he reap. Amen. Amen. And the third one, we said salvation of souls is the rewarding of the travails of our master. He says he shall look upon the travail of his soul and he shall be satisfied. That his travail had not been in vain. That the suffering of the cross was not in vain. That we said the salvation of souls yes, see, is the rescue of multitude from the torment of hellfire. That you must know that heaven is real yes, and hell is real. And the salvation of multitudes brings honor to God. It is honor to God when souls are won to Him. It brings Him honor. A great honor. What do we gain when we win souls? Is it that God is just using us? 
Do we stand to benefit from anything when we win souls? Do we stand to gain anything? Yes. One, you have access to divine presence. Mark chapter 16 verse 20. He said, when he sent them, he was with them. He was working with them. And he was confirming everywhere they spoke with signs and wonders. He said, and they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs and wonders. Amen. Amen. And so if you go out to win souls, the Lord is with you. And he will accompany that work that you are doing with signs and with wonders. You say how? And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name. They shall speak with new tongues. He said they will lay hands upon the sick. And they will recover. And those are the confirmations of the word that you speak. And so when you do this work. You have access to his divine presence. And he says he will never leave you. Neither will he forsake you. Amen. Amen. Psalm 114 verse 1. Let's start from verse 1. He says, Lord, I cry unto thee. Make haste unto me. Give ear unto my voice. When I cry unto thee, let my prayer be set forth before thee as an incense. And the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. He says, set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Incline not my heart to any evil thing. To practice wicked works with men that work iniquity. And let me not eat of their dainties. Let the righteous smite me. It shall be a kindness. And let him reprove me. It shall be an excellent oil. Which shall not break my head. For yet my prayer also shall be in their calamities when their judges are overthrown in their in stony places they shall hear my words for they are sweet our bones are scattered at the grave's mouth as when one cutteth and cleaveth wood upon the earth but mine eyes are unto thee O God the Lord in thee is my trust leave not my, de- my soul destitute keep me from the snares which they have hid and laid for me, and the gains and the genes of the workers of iniquity, let the wicked fall into their own nets, whilst that I without escape. So when you win souls, one of the benefits to you as the soul winner is that you have access to his divine presence. You have access to his divine presence. And his divine presence brings the accompanying signs and wonders. 
And it brings the confirmation of the words that you speak. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. Two. You have access to supernatural power in signs and wonders. He says, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And why is the power coming? The power is coming so that you become a witness unto him both in Jerusalem in Judea in Samaria, Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. He said you shall receive power. Power to work miracles. Power to work signs and wonders. Power to cause changes. Amen. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. And so you have access to divine power. Supernatural power. That causes things to change in your favor. That causes the boundary lines to fall onto you in pleasant places. It gives you that power. That you go out to evangelize, to witness. And then you see someone who is sick. And you lay hands on the person. You pray for the person. And the person is healed. That is the accompanying sign. And they shall believe. And that was what the Lord was doing with the disciples. He says, as they went out to preach everywhere, the Lord was with them. He was working with them. He was preaching with them. And he was working signs and wonders in their midst. Amen. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. You have access to supernatural supplies. Access to supernatural supplies. One time the disciples were going to preach. Jesus Christ had sent them to two. And He told them not to carry anything. And when they came back, the master asked them, When you went, did you lack anything? And they said, No. They lacked nothing. And so, so winning gives you access to supernatural supply. Luke chapter 5, verse 4 to 5. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch unto into the deep, launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the nets. In Luke chapter 22, verse 35. And he said unto them, When I sent you without a purse, without scrip, and without shoes, did you lack anything? And they said nothing. When you work for God, He pays you wages. The work of God attracts the wages of God. And if you do His will, He will pay your bills. Yes, He will do it. Matthew chapter 17. Matthew 17. 
from verse 24 to the 27th verse. And when they were come unto Capernaum, they that received tribute money came to Peter and said, Does not your master pay tribute? He said, Yes. And when he has come into the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, What thinkest thou, Simon? Of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute? Of their own children or of strangers? Peter said unto him, Of strangers? Jesus said unto him, Then are the children free, notwithstanding, lest we should offend them. Go thou to the sea, and cast a hook, and take up the fish that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money that take and give unto them for me and thee. So when God sends you, when the master sends you, he provides for you. He provides for you that you do not lack anything. He pays you wages that it was time for Jesus and the disciples to pay their tax. To pay tribute. And Jesus told Peter. He said go and go and throw a hook. The first fish that comes. Is open the mouth. And then ye shall find a gold. Come and use it to pay. For me and for you all. And so no man works for God and loses. No. It is not possible. He pays everybody that works for him. Supernaturally. He will provide for you. There is access to divine wisdom. Divine wisdom. Last week we spoke about the spirit of wisdom. And what the spirit of wisdom does in our lives. And he says when you win souls. It gives you access to divine wisdom. In Proverbs chapter 11 verse 30. It says the tree of the righteous. It says the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he that winneth soul is wise. So it is wisdom to win souls. It takes wisdom to win souls. And in Daniel chapter 12 verse 3. It says and they that are wise. Shall shine like the stars of the firmament. And they that lead many to righteousness. They shall be like the stars forever and ever. They shall be like the stars forever and ever. God gives you wisdom. 
concerning everything of your life. When you are involved in the doing of his work. When you are a soul winner. He gives you wisdom. Wisdom in every aspect of your life. Last week when we spoke about wisdom. We saw the kind of things that divine wisdom. The spirit of wisdom does in our life. We saw that one it preserves our lives. And it preserves our household. And so if you are a soul winner. The Lord will preserve you and preserve your household. He will preserve your household. And he will provide for you. All that you need. He will provide for you. Praise him. Jesus is alive. There is access to divine health and vitality. In John chapter 15 verse 2. It says, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, and that it may bring more fruit. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. So when you are a soul winner, it gives you access to divine health and vitality. Mind you, because of souls, the Lord sent forth His Holy Spirit to come and be with us. To come and be in us. And He says, and if the Spirit of Him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, He says, that same Spirit shall vitalize your mortal body. He will give you vitality. He will give you divine health. That is why as a soul winner, you cannot afford to forsake. Because he causes you to walk in divine health. He gives you access to divine health. And you walk in it. So whilst people are praying for healing, you will be thanking God for divine health. Because he has given you that divine access. He has given you that because he is with you and he will not allow you to force Amen. Amen. Even here on earth, organizations here on earth, if you are working for them, some take care of your hospital bills to ensure that you are always fit for work. How much more God, how much more working for the master himself, do you think he will suffer you to force it? That you will be paralyzed. No. He will cause you to walk in divine health. Amen. Amen. You have access to joy and fulfillment. When you win souls, you have access to joy and fulfillment. 
brings you great joy. Mind you, your soul winning is causing joy in heaven. And because you are sowing a seed of joy in heaven, you will know doubt reap joy here on earth. It will cause you to reap that joy. Because it says, whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. And so whilst you are sowing joy in heaven, you will reap joy here on earth. Luke chapter 10 verse 17. He says, and the 70 returned, rejoicing. And they said, Master, he said, demons were bowing to us in your name. He said, then the 70 returned with joy. Saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Hey, when you go and you win souls, there is that fulfillment and joy in your heart. Knowing that a soul has repented because you have sent the message. That was what happened to the 70. When the Lord sent them out, the Bible says they were coming. When they returned, they were coming rejoicing. Their faces beaming with smiles. They were so excited. Because that was the first time they had gone out. And he says, Master, even demons were subject to us. They bowed to us in your name. In your name. In the name of the Lord Jesus, every demon shall bow as you go out to win souls. Every demon terrorizing your life shall bow in the name of Jesus because you are winning souls. The activity of demons in your life comes to an end the moment you take up this work. Amen. Amen. And you'll be filled with joy. You'll be filled with joy. Joy unspeakable. You cannot describe it. It is beyond description. All you can say is that there is joy in me. There is joy in me. It comes through soul winning. He gives you that access to joy and fulfillment. First Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 19. It says, For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming. It says our joy is that you are in the presence of the Lord at his coming. That is what they counted as their joy. That when the Lord shall come, 
He shall meet you. You being in his presence. And he says, That is our joy. That is our joy. That we shall find you in the presence of the Lord at his coming. Amen. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. And you'll be so excited. Now we need Jimapan. When you win a soul to the Lord. When through your activities. You win a soul. To the Lord. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. So we have seen the profit in winning souls. The benefit it gives us. When we win souls. And what did we say? We said one. It gives gives us access. To divine presence. The divine presence of the Lord. We have this access. To it. Because when you are going, he does not leave you to go alone. He says, Jesus said, I am going. Jesus said, But I will not leave you as often. He says, I will send another one of my kind. He shall be a comforter to you. He shall be your advocate. He shall be your counselor. He shall be your teacher. And he said he shall be with you. Always. And so you have that access to his divine presence. And as you go, he is with you. And whatever you go to do, he will confirm it with signs and wonders. And he will cause demons to bow before you. So we said, when you win souls, it gives you access to divine presence. And it gives you access to power, supernatural. In signs and wonders. It gives you power. Supernatural power. He says, you shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be his witness. We say it gives you access to divine or supernatural supplies. It says, and my God shall supply all your needs. He shall supply all your needs. He will give you divine supply. That you will not lack in any good thing. You will not lack in any good thing. Amen. Amen. And we also said that it gives you access to divine wisdom. That the fruits of the righteous is a tree of life. And that he that wins soul is wise. And it is wisdom to win souls. He says, The wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness 
like the stars forever and ever. And we said it gives you access to divine health and vitality. It gives you that access to divine health and vitality. And we say it brings, it gives you access to joy and fulfillment. Now, let us look at the practice of soul winning. The practicality of it. Amen. Amen. Family and friends. Family and friends outreach. Amen. Amen. Now look at politicians. The prominent ones that you know. You see that all their families and all their friends are supporting them because they sell their ideologies to their families and their friends. They make the God bless you. Amen. Amen. They make them aware that if I win this power, your life will never be the same. You just support me. Campaign for me. And let me win. And I'll do anything you want for you. And their families and their friends will be supporting them in the same way in the same way we must first win our families and our friends that was how it was started John chapter 1 verse 40 to 42 one of the disciples one of the people which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew Simon Peter's brother he first finded his own brother Simon and said unto him, We have found the Messiah which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. So even Peter, Peter was brought to the master by his brother. Andrew. Andrew so. He says, these were the two that had Peter and um, John speak. And they heard him speak about the Lord Jesus. And when Andrew had seen the Lord, he said, he first goes and finds his brother Simon. And he brings him to the master. So, he started from his family. Acts chapter 11 verse 13. And he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house, which stood and said unto him, Send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter. And the Lord showed him, the angel of the Lord showed him, this was Cornelius, that the Lord sent him an angel 
I showed him. He said, "Send for a man in Joppa." I said, Called Peter. Ah, your friend Petro. And when Peter came, na brab Petro by him. Cornelius and his household were saved. Cornelius, in the fear for you now, any unquenchy. Praise him. Jesus is alive. Because the Bible says, when God saves a man, John is saying, "Yami jinipa." He saves him and his household. Oji oni ni fear ni na. Acts chapter sixteen, verse thirty-one. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. This is reaching out to friends and family members first. There may be people you may be ignoring right now that, that are meant to be pillars in the church. God saves a member of a family. In order to save the family. Your salvation. Is tied to other people's salvation. Someone was first saved. And he came to cause you to be saved. And so you have also been saved. To be a savior. Yes, you are a savior. It says, Savior shall come unto Mount Zion. We are saviors. You have been saved to save. Amen. Amen. He has made us saviors. So we see that family and friends outreach one. Then two. Through our testimonies. Through our testimonies. We must give testimonies. That is why we take testimonies here. Testimonies and evidence. That is why when someone comes to share testimonies, we show you the evidence of it. We show you videos. But there are some of you here that through the prayers of our Father, through the teachings of our Father, your life has turned around that God has touched your life that God has caused things to happen in your life but you have refused to testify you have forgotten about how God saved your life when you were dying you have forgotten about it the Bible says, and the wicked shall be turned to hell. And all the nations that forget God don't be forgetful of what God has done for you. God did not give you that testimony to keep it in your pocket. He gave it to you to share with others. He gave it to you to share with others. And so let your testimony speak. Don't be quiet on your testimony. God has healed you. God has saved you. God has given you a job. God has blessed you. Through this ministry. Through the leadings of our Father. Through the prayers of our Father. Don't keep quiet. 
Run and share your testimony. Amen. Amen. Psalm 105, verse 1 and 2. He says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. He said, make known his deeds. And talk about his wondrous works. Talk about his wondrous works. There are some of you that Despite all that God has done for you in this church, you don't say any good thing about the church. You only go out maligning the church and speaking and speaking evil of the church. Be warned. The Lord will not take it lightly with you. If for anything you will not testify. Of what you have received. Don't say anything bad about the church. Don't speak bad of the servant of God. Because all of us seated here. One way or the other. The man of God has laid hands on us there are some of us had they not been the prayers of the man of God. We would not have been alive today. You will all bear with me. That God has saved you through our father. The prayers he's been praying for you. The counseling he's been giving you. The teachings He's been giving you in the teachings he's been giving you. The word of God he speaks to you on a daily basis has saved your life. Has saved you a lot. Has saved your family. Has saved your children. Don't be ungrateful. Don't be ungrateful. Speak of his wondrous works and all his deeds. Mark chapter 1, verse 45. It says, But he went out and began to publish it much and to blaze abroad the matter, in so much that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city, but was without in desert places. And they came to him. From every quarter. From every quarter. After Jesus had healed him. He could not keep quiet. He made noise of it. He broadcast it abroad. To the point that everybody got to know of Jesus. And said Jesus could not openly enter the city. And that he was in the desert places. And people came to him. From every part. They came to him. One time Jesus Christ met a Samaritan woman. And Jesus told her everything concerning her life. And straight away, the Bible says she went to the city. 
and was crying aloud, now, shouting aloud, that come and see a man that told me everything I ever did. And the Bible says all the people of the city came unto him. Why must you keep quiet? I didn't think when the Lord has when you have encountered the Lord. And he has saved your life. And done something in your life. You must testify about it. John chapter 4 verse 28 to 30. Johanne woman 89 chichemu dionuwatwe ekosi He says the woman then left her water pot and went away into the city and said to the men come see a man which told me all things that I ever did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. They went out of the city and came unto him. Testify of the Lord. Speak of his good things that he has done in your life. Three. Welfare and good works outreach. We have seen family and friends outreach. We have seen testimonies and evidence outreach. Then the third one, welfare or good works outreach. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 to 16. It says, you are the light of the world. It says, a city that is set upon a hill cannot be hidden. He said, no man lighteth a lamp or a candle and put it under the table. Now, but they put it on a lampstand or a that it may give light to every man. That is why we do good. We bless people. But I know people who the church had been magnanimous to and they went out and they speak evil of the church. I know of a woman that the bishop himself when this woman was in labor it was the man of God that took his car and drove her to the hospital. But she ended up speaking evil about the church. May God have mercy on everyone that through the generosity of the church has been a blessing to you and you one way or the other did not speak well of the church. May God have mercy. May God have mercy. Amen. 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 Yes, Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 to 16. Say, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a brushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may give they may see your good works 
and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. That they may see your good works. And give glory to your Father which is in heaven. This is where you demonstrate the love of God towards others in all good things. You demonstrate the love of God. Mind you, God himself demonstrated his love. He first showed us his love. That while we were yet sinners, he sent for his son to come and die for us. And so it is now our turn to demonstrate the love of God towards men. To show them the goodness of the Lord by doing good to them. It is part of the outreach. That is why when COVID-19 struck and there was lockdown the church sorry, you know Gave some help to some people. Gave arms to people. And some of you also did that. God bless you. Those are your good works. Those are the good works that you show to your neighbor. And this will bring them to the Lord. Acts chapter 9 verse 36 and 42. That there was a certain woman in Joppa whose name was Tabitha, meaning Dorcas. So now, Joppa, Tabitha, and the Dorcas. Bible says this woman was full of good works. She did good works. She blessed the widow. She gave them garments, she gave them food. Then one time this woman died. He said, Now there was a Joppa, a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and arms deeds, which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died. Whom, when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. And for as much as leader was nigh to Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent unto him two men, desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper room chamber. And all the widows stood by him, weeping, and showing their coats and garments, which Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them off all off. And kneeled down and prayed. And turning him to the body said. Tabitha arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter. She sat up. And he gave her, he gave her his hands. And lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows presented her alive and it was known throughout all Joppa and many believed in the Lord. Amen. 
Look at the testimonies. How they show the testimony of what the woman had done for them. The garment that the woman had sold for them. They were carrying it. Standing there, and they were weeping. And they were showing it to Peter. That when Tabitha was alive and washed with us, these were the things she did for us. These were the things she did for us. They did not hide it. They testified about their good works. And the Lord being with Peter, when he got there, called her back to life. And when he showed the woman to them, he said, and this spread all around. And it caused many more people to believe. So God gives you a testimony that men may hear and believe on God. He did not give you the testimony so that you feel good so that you keep quiet he gave it to you as a means of causing people to believe because people knew you that you were sick that you had a back pain that you had a waist pain that you had a knee pain you could not walk properly and then one day somebody brought you to church and you were prayed for and now you walked home and people were wondering and people were wondering but instead of you to tell them that somebody took me to Salvation Clinic International Se Ministry. Me call Salvation Clinic International Ministry. And the pastor prayed for me. And I saw for bomb pie You rather mom would yet say hmm. Oh say hmm. It is my prayers. If it wasn't because I was praying, I would be dead. Your prayers could not save you. Someone brought you to be prayed for. And you were prayed for. But you go around giving the glory to yourself. You are sharing in the glory of the Lord. Which you know very well. That your prayer. Is that it's a God bless this food for me? Could that have healed you? Way to me, Joanna. It could not. Darby. Certainly could not have healed you. Way into me and Saudi Arabia. And so be honest and sincere to God and to your own self, and let the world know. That there is a place where Jesus is alive. baby, That you came to. And you were prayed for. And you received your healing. And you received your deliverance. Don't go and be shouting your own praises. That had he not been my prayers, I would have died though. You wait. The Bible says, when an evil spirit is cast out, he said he go away forth. Roaming in dry places. 
And when he finds no place, he says to himself, I'll go back to whence I came. And when he had come, and seen that the place is well swept, and kept unoccupied, he says he goes forth, and bringeth with him seven more wicked than he is. And he said, the state afterwards of that man becomes worse than the former. So yes, if it is your prayers that have saved you, we give glory to God. Then let your prayer continue to sustain you. But if you know that it wasn't your prayer that saved you, then you must give the glory where it is due. You must thank God properly. And you must testify. Like the widows, how they testified about the good works of Dockers. They did not just come and stand there with empty legs. Saying that when she was alive, she was good to me. And when they brought everything that she gave them. And they showed it to Peter. That when Dorcas was alive, she gave me this. She sold this garment for me. She gave me that. Amen. Amen. Be grateful. And testify properly. Don't be an ungrateful person. Don't be like those that received of the goodness of the church and went out speaking evil about the church. But the good news is that despite all the evil they spoke about the church, the church is still marching on. Moving from glory to glory. Yes, and mighty are the works of the Lord ニャケシアクラナフェニャンコポンエサイアイエメンエメンエドノストップデチェッフロムゴインフォーワードウェイエンシアソリネコインダエドノストップデグロリーオフゴッドビーマニフェスティンアイエンシニャミエニオニャム
And the Lord said unto the servants, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. The Lord said unto the servants, Go into the highways, the byways and the hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. You may not be able to preach. You may not be able to pray for the sick. Although you are supposed to do that. But if you are unable to do that. At least. Everybody here can tell a story. Who here can never tell a story? Everybody here can at least tell a story. And everybody here has at least a testimony from this church. Let that be your story. And go and tell that story. Let that be your story. And go and tell this story. Tell it to all the world. Tell it to all the people. And invite them. So when you have been prayed for and you got healed, your testimony has become your story. And so those in your neighborhood who knew you that you could not walk straight, but now see you running, and they ask you, where did you go to? Which hospital? Hospital Which hospital? I went to a church. The name of the church is Salvation Clinic. Sorry, your friend is Salvation Clinic International Ministries. You come, let us go. And go and see for yourself. No one can suffer with you. He said, Can anything good come? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? You come. Just come and see with your eyes. That is your invitation. Let your testimony be your story. If you have not received your testimony yet, let the testimonies of the people you have heard here be your story. And go and tell this story. Go and tell this story. And invite people to come and see for and when they come there are those that will give their lives to Christ and it will cause joy in heaven and because the person came through your invite you will also reap that joy on earth Amen put your hands together for the Lord The fifth one. Power or miracles evangelism. He says you shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That power that he has given you. It's not for you to be a gossip. It's not for you to go and do politics. He gave you that power. To 
demonstrate the existence of the Lord in your life. And so you use that power to win the lost. Amen. Amen. So you meet someone who is not well. And, and because of that power he has given you, you ask, can I pray for you? When he says yes, and pray for the person, and because the Lord is with you, and you have told him that you are going to win souls, he will confirm that prayer. And he says, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall speak with new tongues. They shall cast out devils. Said they will lay their hands on the sick. And they will recover. And once you do that, the sick will recover. That is your power evangelism. Amen. Amen. Mark chapter 16 verse 20. Mark 16 verse 20. And they went forth and preaching everywhere. The Lord working with them. And confirming the word with signs following. Amen. 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 So this is a deployment of the power of God. For tackling of all the challenges of the people. Amen. Amen. It is the deployment of the power of God. So God demonstrates his power through you. He deploys his power through you. And you demonstrate this power. And we have seen this power being demonstrated here over and over and over again. Amen. Amen. The sixth one which is quite very important is character evangelism. Character evangelism. Some of us, we have about three characters. We are like the chameleon. When we come to church, our character is different. When we are home, our character is different. And when we are out of home, our character is different. Some people are not coming to church. Because, because of some of us, our character, knowing who we are, and they, they know that you fellowship here. This sister this brother I cannot be in the same because of your character your behavior and your attitude your behavior is not worthy of that of a Christian your character is not that which is worthy of a Christian and so because of that people are not coming to the church because of your character everybody knows you in the area you have fought everybody in the area why? The Bible says, as long as it is dependent on you, 
dwell with all men in peace. So long as it behoves on you as a Christian, dwell with all men in peace. But you know you are dwelling with all men in pieces. You are fighting everybody in the area. When you go and borrow, you don't pay. When they ask you, you insult them. And you think that person will come to the same church with you? Repent. Satira. Repent. Satira. The Bible says, in time past, God winged on the ignorance of men. But now God requires all men to repent. Repent from that behavior. Repent from that attitude. Because your character is the message. Paul says, We are living epistles. We are living epistles that the unbeliever sees us and reads. Why is your character important? Because the unbeliever doesn't have a Bible. Even if he has, he doesn't read. Even if he reads, he doesn't understand. So your life must be the Bible that that unbeliever must read. Because there will be no ambiguity about your character. If your character is good, everybody will know it. There is no ambiguity about your character. When your character is bad, everybody will see and know and so your character, your life, must be that Bible that the unbeliever reads. And then he comes to you. Amen. 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 So put up a good behavior. Put up a good character. Don't be fighting everybody in the area. That is not the behavior of a Christian. That is not why you are called a Christian. It was because of certain traits, characters, that the disciples were first called Christians. In Antioch, Antioch, because they saw something special about them. And they were like, these people would have been with Jesus Christ. They would have been his followers. Because they lived a different lifestyle. They lived totally different lifestyle. And so everybody that saw them and knew them saw them that there was something special about them. They were different. And so because of that they were first called Christians. Amen. Amen. Acts 11 verse 26. Acts 11 verse 26. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that for a whole year they assembled with the church and taught a great many people. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. Amen. 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 There was something about them. 
that made it possible for people to identify and call them Christians. And call them Christians. As a Christian, dwell with all men in peace. Not in pieces. Don't be fighting everybody. Many and when you go and you borrow, the same mouth you used to borrow, use that same mouth to pay. That is the behavior of a Christian. When you Christo ni abrabo, it is because you did not have it. Esan se uni bintina. That is why you went to your neighbor and asked for it. Uko uni yaho ekobo besia. The date you gave the person. Eda oche nono. Go and redeem your promise. Kona kuto yawoka. Because the Bible says God is not pleased with the promise of fools. Esan se Bible says nyami eni uso eni nje kwasiya fobo shenu. Enti sa oko free obiadia. So when you go and borrow something from someone. The date you gave, when the date is due, go and pay. If you didn't get the money at that time, go back to the person and ask for an extension of time. That is the good thing to do. Don't assume that the person would know that you didn't have the money. That's why you didn't come. You. If it is done to you, will you be happy? You will not be happy. Don't become a stumbling block to people's being saved. Many people have their testimonies in this church. Many people need their healing, and their healing is in this church. But because of you, they are not coming. Repent. Satra. Repent. Satra. It's a warning to you. Amen. Amen. This is the process of exhibiting exemplary character or lifestyle before the ungodly, trusting God to use that to change their lives. Now, all that I am saying is not my own. It's that which my father has given me. So whatever I am saying to you, it is as if I have recorded him and I'm playing it to you. So take it in good faith. If the word is touching your heart, if the word is piercing through your heart, then know that God is speaking to you. God is speaking to you. One time after the apostles had preached, that could be a The Bible says the word of God pierced into their heart. Bible says It cut into their heart. And they were like, What must we do that in order that we may be saved? He says, Repent. Amen. Amen. If your spouse refuses to hear your preaching, let them hear your character. Because character speaks. It can never be hidden. They say it's like the pregnancy. It can never be hidden. It's just a matter of time. 
and it will protrude and everybody will see it and know that you are pregnant same way it is just a matter of time and everybody will see your character how stinking it is change your character by the words that you are hearing you cannot continue to maintain that ungodly character being the reason why people are not being saved being the stumbling block to people coming to the church change from that amen amen your focus should not be on external decoration. But on internal fortification. So your appearance might be perfect. You might dress in the best garments. You might be smelling the best. But if your character is not good, it will give you out. First Peter chapter 3 verse 1 to 4. First Peter chapter 3 verse 1 to 4. It says, Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. While they behold your chaste, your chaste conversation coupled with fear, whose adorning let it not be that outward adorning of plating of the hair and of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the light of God of great price. Amen. Amen. So if you are here as a husband, you are here as a wife, and your spouse is refusing to hear the words of God that you are speaking. It is probably because the words that you are speaking and your actions do not correspond. So how can you speak one thing and do another thing? Amen. Amen. But our father is telling us that if your wife or your husband refuses to hear the word of God that you are speaking, he says, let your character speak. Change your character. How can you be a husband and preaching to your wife that she should be submissive to you? And in the same time, you are an alcoholic. You are a chronic humanizer. How possible is that? The words you are speaking in and the character you are portraying are nothing in common. You can equally not be a wife and be preaching to your husband. That the Bible says, husbands, 
Love your wives. Dwell with them in wisdom. Yes, you are quoting the scriptures. But in like manner, you are always insulting him. You are always fighting in the air. Your character and the word do not correspond. And so he will not hear you. And so if you want him to hear you, let the word of God change your character. Let the word of God change your character. The Bible says, Be not conformed to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed. Be transformed. Don't be conformed, but be transformed by the word of God. And so let the word that you are hearing impart your character. Because it is a great tool for you to evangelize with. Amen. Amen. Finally, before we go, how do we prepare for soul winning? Knowing those of you who have not been coming for the um, what's the name? The teaching services on Tuesdays. You you have missed out a lot. Because those who have been here for the past four weeks, I believe. This is just an addition and a top-up for them. Amen. Amen. Preparation for soul winning. Possess the fullness of the spirit. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he said, When the Holy Spirit is come upon you, you shall receive power. You shall receive power. And so you must possess the fullness of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. By prayer and by the word. Through prayer and the word of God. Through prayer and the word of God. Matthew chapter 12 verse 29. Matthew 12 29. Yes. Or how can one enter a strong man's house Mm -hmm. and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house. Amen. Amen. So the people you are going to invite to church, the people you want to win to God, they are not just there like that. Mind you, there are two kingdoms that are at war. The kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. That's the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the devil. And these are two opposing kingdoms. Light and darkness. And so if the person is not in the light, it means he's in the dark. And you are seeking to go and bring that person from the darkness into the light. It will not be easy. And so he says, 
No man goes to a strong man's house and plunders his goods unless he first binds the strong man. And that can only be done through prayer. Prayerfulness. Every spiritual tree is not permitted to be fruitless anymore. Because the Bible says we are trees of righteousness. And as trees, we are supposed to bear fruit. What is the use of a pear or mango or orange tree in your backyard if it does not bear fruit? What is that what is the use of that coconut tree in your house? If you cannot get coconut on it. Amen. 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 You planted it there for the fruit. And so we must bear fruit. Amen. 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 Praise him. Jesus is alive. So, because of time, we shall end here. Amen. 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 And so we've been looking at the wisdom of soul winning. That it is wisdom to win soul. It is wisdom to win soul. Last week we looked at the spirit of wisdom. And a major mark of the spirit of wisdom is soul winning. Because Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he has anointed me to preach the good news. So the anointing and the spirit that was upon him was for the preaching of the good news. Amen. Amen. Be on your feet. And put your hands together for the Lord. Lift up your hands towards heaven. And begin to thank God for the word that you have heard. Thank God for the word that you have heard. Pray and thank God that through his spirit you have received his word. The word that has come to change that has come to change your life. And come to open your eyes of understanding. Open your mouth and begin to pray. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, we thank you. Father, 
I come before you today. I come before, before you today. today. And I receive the grace. And, and I, I receive the, the grace for fruit bearing. For fruit bearing. Father, Father, I come to you today. I come to you today. And I receive the grace. And I receive the grace for fruit bearing. For fruit bearing. In the name of Jesus. 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 Open your mouth and begin to pray. You have heard about the existence of heaven and hell. The Bible says, He that believes on the Son shall be saved. 
But he that believeth not shall be damned. This morning, the opportunity is here for you. The Lord is in our midst this morning by His Spirit. And His arms are open to receive you. If you are here and you have not dedicated your life to the Lord, or even if you have, and you have backslidden, and you want to rededicate your life, as all eyes are closed, gently lift up your hands towards them. Lift up your right hand towards them. If you are here and you want to dedicate your life or rededicate your life, lift up your right hand. As eyes are closed, wherever you are, don't be concerned about who is standing behind you, beside men, you. Men because when the Lord shall come, it is not about who was by you or who wasn't by you. It is about you dedicating your life to him. Lift up your hands and say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I thank you this morning. I thank you this morning. I thank you. I thank you for saving my soul. For saving my soul. I believe, O oh Lord. I believe, O oh Lord, that Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ, is the Son of God. Is the Son of God. And that God raised him from the dead. And that God, God raised, raised him from, from the dead. dead. That I might be saved. That, that I, I might be saved. saved. This morning. This, this morning. I received the Lord Jesus. I received the Lord Jesus into my heart. Into my heart as my Lord. As my Lord and my personal Savior. And my personal Savior. Write my name, O Lord. Write my name, O Lord. In the book of life. In the book of life. That when the Lord Jesus comes again. When the Lord Jesus comes again. I will not be perished. I will not be perished. But I shall go with him. And I will go with him. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. For saving my soul. For saving my soul. And writing my name. And writing my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for these ones. Amen. That have dedicated and rededicated their lives to you. Amen. I pray and I ask for grace for them. Amen. Grace to sustain their salvation. Amen. Grace to stand. In your word, Jesus. in the name of Jesus, Amen. anything that shall draw them back, Jesus. Lord, I cut it out of their lives. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Preserve their souls yes, unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus. That when our Lord Jesus shall come back again, yes, we all shall see him yes, and with rejoicing. We shall be caught up with him in the skies. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. Yes, Lord. We thank you for blessing us. Jesus. We thank you for teaching us. Yes, Lord. We thank you for touching our lives yes, Lord. and changing our character Jesus. by your word. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Put your hands together for the Lord. You may be seated with me at nothing.